and none of them are a wide receiver. We call, or, or I jokingly said it, I, I kind of thought that they would take a wide receiver with the 22nd or the 28th pick. Uh, Rowdy, 2002, the last time the Packers selected a wide receiver in the first round, and the trend continues as pick number 22, we're going to Georgia. Georgia, as Brian Gutekunst selects inside linebacker Kuei Walker. And not to be done there, he must be a big Ray Charles guy because Georgia, Georgia. Brian Gutekunst goes back to the Bulldogs and he selects with pick number 28, Devante. The hell's his last name again? Wyatt. I almost said Walker again. Devante Wyatt. Well, there was another Walker out of off that Georgia defense. He just happened to go number one. <laughs> Georgia just littered all over the place in the NFL's draft. All right, let's just, I'm going to ask you, Rowdy. Chris Olave was on your dream board uh, we were talking about yesterday, and uh, I know some wide receivers that you're, you're keen on as well. Hell, you talked about it was the last position breakdown we had for the draft. We said the best for last, the wide receiver, and it did not happen what did you think when you didn't see a wide receiver first come off of 22 well at first when you're watching the the draft they thought that uh receivers would be the one where there would be a run right Mm -hmm. also when you were watching the draft offensive tackles they thought would be a run well turns out both of them had their runs (laughs) only one quarterback selected in the first round Uh, rumor is kenny pickett still hasn't lifted his head up yet he's still crying Rowdy, emotional night for him, obviously. But, but that being said, a lot of those receivers got drafted a lot earlier than what everyone was suspecting. Mm-hmm. Like you, you knew that you had a top four, uh, but by the time the Packers were able to draft, <laughs> like all of the top guys and the three guys that I actually liked for the Green Bay Packers that and I'm not again I'm not talking about the Jamison Williams I'm not talking about the Garrett Wilsons of the world because we already figured that they would be be gone gone jettisoned yeah everyone else is gone we're talking about Traylon Burks was gone (laughs) he was projected to be a late first round pick uh, Jahan Dotson was a late first round pick early second round pick they were all gone by like the, I think 18 was the last one drafted. Was Sauce Gardner gone pretty quickly? Uh, yeah, they're all gone. So, Rowdy. Uh, well, he's a corner. Or, oh, yeah. Well, who was I thinking? Who was the guy? Whatever. But by the, let's see here. Aaron Rodgers was on the um, Pat McAfee show last night. And they were talking about this. And Brian Gutekunst was talking about it, too, after uh, the first round was over. They All the receivers they had on their big board they had six wide receivers that they were targeting, according to Aaron Rodgers gone. and Brian Gutekunst, all gone. A Drake London, gone to number eight of the Falcons. Uh, Garrett Wilson, number 10 to the Jets. Chris Olave, number 11 of the Saints. Uh, Jamison uh, Williams, he's gone to the Lions at number 12. Jahan Dotson, Rowdy's just talking about, number 16 to the Commanders. Uh, Traylon Burks, number 18 to the Titans. Those were all, according to Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst, on their big board. And obviously the Packers picking up number 22. Gone. Yeah, now it's interesting because we had Rob Reichel on yesterday, going to be on again today, right? Yes. Oh, he was Sky Moore. That's what I was thinking. He was talking about how if the Packers were in love with the team, he could see them get going up to the teens and grabbing them. Well, I think Traylon, Traylon Burks was really the last one of all those names to come off the board, and it was 18. Yeah, Titans. So did they really, at that point, because Traylon Burks would have been like their sixth favorite receiver. If at that point they didn't feel that there wasn't any value, I get why they stood pat. I get like, it too. Cause there's not, yeah, the drop that dropped off with, with what was available at receiver at that point. You, you talked about sky Moore right there. Mm-hmm. You have to talk about uh, how you, you, you really have that next tier of receivers that are still currently available in the NFL draft heading into the second round. And, and like, that's, Sky Moore, you have uh, Christian Watson, and you like have him. you have Pickens. Those are like those are like your next three of like tier receivers yeah. who still left on the board. And don't forget, you also have Mechie out of Alabama, who probably would have been a first round pick, but he tore his ACL in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So and he's going to be out for do you? Half yeah, the season. He, 
earliest that guy would ever be coming back is probably October. Yeah, and you're in a win-now mentality, obviously. Rodgers only has a couple more years. You want to do it and do it now. And why would you want to wait for a guy that high in a draft with your capital to you know wait on him forever? Not forever, but for a while. No thanks. Yeah, but it was very, very interesting to see that many receivers come off the board that quickly. All right, Rowdy. So he was on one of your lists, or your list, Rowdy. Uh, Quay Walker with the 22nd pick. He is the inside <laughs> I'm linebacker. Still shocked. Okay, what, what's, what's the take for. I, I First of all, I assumed they would not take a wide receiver just of history. I thought I thought they would, but part of me said they wouldn't. And then when they didn't, I was not surprised. I like the picks, though, because the defense is going to be a you know even more solid than a juggernaut. But at number 22, Rowdy, inside linebacker, the casual Packer fan, the Packer fan's pretty upset about an inside linebacker pick. The Packers, when the hell is the last time they used a high pick on an inside linebacker? I just think it was fourth rounders, like a Blake Martinez. Okay, so when the Packers were on the clock and you already had all those top six receivers off the board, yeah, what were you thinking? What, what did you think the Packers were going to do? Uh, I thought they were going to go. Did you think they were going Christian Moore? Did you think that they were going to take uh, George P- uh, Pickens? I thought they were going to go. I I thought they would save because, you know, I didn't pick for wide receiver for my 22nd pick. I thought they were going to do something like an offensive lineman or something on the defensive side of the ball. I, d- I thought they'd save the wide receiver. And I kind of thought it was already done by that point that they made a trade. Jordan Love to the Falcons for that eighth pick or whatever. I if you remember correctly, Rowdy, yesterday, I did not have a wide receiver for my 22nd pick. So I did not think wide receiver. And I had Traylon Burks, who's already drafted. Yeah, and he was going. I was sitting there going, looking at the board, looking at the receivers available, going, man, I wonder if they're going to take a receiver at 29 now. Just because, again, the NFL draft of value wouldn't have said that there would have been much to take a receiver at 22. Mm-hmm. But then you start looking around, and you're like, Maybe offensive line. There's a couple big time linemen that are up there that are supposedly highly coveted by NFL teams. That would probably be right around that 22 range. Hmm. What are they? What are they going to do hmm. here? Are they going to go defense? I I honestly had no idea. They had so many different options of what they could have. What they could have done. Could have went offensive line. Could have went defensive line. Heck, could have went edge rusher when the, Jermaine Johnson was still available out of Florida state who he was projected to go like in the teens. Yeah. I thought, Hmm, are, are hmm. they going to take Jermaine Johnson and, and get another edge here? Like I, nope, they, had they, went so, inside. they had so many different options. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have taken anything that was of somewhat of a need except for receiver in that spot. So they go Quay Walker and that's the first time the Packers spent a first round pick on an inside linebacker since taking AJ Hawk. In the 2006 draft, that happens to be the same year that I graduated high school. A.J. Hawk Rowdy, a first-round pick on the inside linebacker, 2006, now 2022. So when I, I, I said like for the last week plus <laughs> that every single time when I made those lists uh-huh. for different positions, because we went through every single position. Now, I picked out players that I liked for the Green Bay Packers, and if they would be kind of like available. So like when I was, when I graded through quarterbacks, I didn't talk about any of the top four or five guys that were expected to be drafted in the first three rounds Yeah, because the backers, they have Jordan love. They obviously still have the two time reigning MVP, Aaron Charles Rogers. Rogers. Like they don't need a quarterback in the first round. No, but I went through some of the positions like inside linebacker, like defensive line, like, safety where heck maybe if the board fell that way they would they would draft one of those positions because they weren't exclusive positions of need but they were a position in which they could get better and they could actually need improvement down the road yeah so Quay Walker was actually the very first linebacker that I talked about he was when your, we went through the inside linebackers he was on Rowdy's big board but here's the thing I even though I had him on my list was shocked when they actually <laughs> drafted him were because you, one were you he shocked because you had got it right? Well, th- not that he was on my board, but the fact that they selected him twenty second overall, like he was projected to be a very late first round pick, like aka maybe like at twenty eight, yeah, and then a, an early second round pick. You, there was one I forget who it was. There was one person on the draft coverage that mentioned maybe a bit of a reach for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, here. I think it was Mel Kiper said that. 
but no one was overly criticizing the Green Bay Packers. I was just more surprised that they actually drafted an inside linebacker with their very first pick in the first round Mm -hmm. because, like you said, they hadn't done it since A.J. Hawk. 2006. Another thing is they haven't really coveted the position as being a huge big-time position on their roster in a long time. Yeah. And on top of that, like you were looking at at other positions that might have been a bigger need. I, <laughs> I, I I don't hate what they did. I don't hate night. it either. I like it. I'm I was just in shock that they actually pulled the trigger in drafting those positions. Right, so Rowdy Quay Walker, um, you're in shock. Quay, you know this guy's. I mean, we like it. And listen, they went double dipping in Georgia, man. Goody loves the Georgia, and then you go to Devontae Wyatt here, Rowdy. Devontae Wyatt, when he was selected, six foot three, three hundred fifty pounder, uh, older guy. When it, old in the, in the sense of who's coming out of the NFL draft, what did you think when they got Devontae Wyatt, Rowdy? See, <laughs> we're talking about the list that I did again yeah. with those players. Quay Walker fell number one at linebacker. Well. Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis were clearly the best two defensive uh, linemen in this draft. And if you remember when I went through defensive line again, I only went with prospects that I thought that they would actually have a chance at drafting. Mm -hmm. So my very first defensive lineman on the list, when we went through it, it was actually a defensive lineman out of Connecticut. And his name was Travis Jones because he was projected to be again, a late, very late first round pick or an early second round pick. Didn't think they'd even have the opportunity to draft Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis because they were both supposed to be gone in the teens. Mm-hmm. And I I remember when we first talked about it, I explained why, hey, I'm not really looking at these top two guys. Don't think they'll be there. Jordan Davis has potentially some weight issues and Devontae Wyatt is a guy that is seen as older because he came onto the scene late, but I expect him to be gone. Yeah. He's a disruptor. He was still there. He was still there at 28 and the green Bay Packers pulled the trigger. You can't say that the Packers didn't go with most likely best available, right? Devontae Wyatt was probably best available in their mind. Did, did Brian Gutekunst Rowdy go full Ted Thompson? He does come from the Ted Thompson tree. The best player available? Did he go full Teddy? I think he 100% did at 28 with Devontae Wyatt. A heck of a football man. That was for you, Ted. Yeah, Devontae Wyatt. So uh, I was reading here, Rowdy, and I was talking to you. I was like reading a a thing about him having character issues, and you're like, oh, you know, you're wondering. So I went and found it, and I saw this. The Dallas Cowboys would like to upgrade their defense. But they say as an organization that prides itself on character, yeah, which, is, my which is hilarious. They say they are devo- that a bunch of scouts and you know people in the front office, whatever, are dropping Devontae Wyatt because of character flaws. Listen, so the Dallas Cowboys are going to criticize and someone I, over character. Let's not forget know, they brought back Greg, Greg Hardy, Hardy after the domestic abuse where his girlfriend looked like a walking bruise afterwards. Yeah, threw it on a bed of guns. Let's not forget that their owner, Jerry Jones, is currently in lawsuits about potentially having a hey, bastard child. That's not his kid, okay, Rowdy? He, I mean, he paid that woman $350,000 to keep quiet because it wasn't his kid, okay? And set up two trust funds. That's not his kid. Also, let's not forget that Jerry Jones does have some notable pictures on, what is it, um, yachts and or planes with uh, some... We'll say sketchy individuals. Also, uh, bathrooms, Rowdy. Correct. <laughs> but yes, but we'll it, talk about this, the, a, this, this guy a, being com- maybe. They said AFC scouts said, quote, he's off our board. He has a lot of red flags. Again, though, doesn't really say what. And here's the thing. Everyone's throwing smoke screens in the NFL draft to get someone to drop maybe to them like we saw yesterday. So. Listen, I just think it's funny that the Cowboys were one of the teams listed because they've been a team to take chances on guys oh, yeah. that have had. I mean, just talk about uh, the defensive line they had at one point. You had Greg Hardy, which I mentioned about the domestic violence. Um, what Randy Gregory, who's been pretty good. I mean, for you them. can go down the list. For the he Dallas was Cowboys. he was heavy in the substance abuse, especially when it came to marijuana. But the the Dallas Cowboys oh. took a risk on him. Yeah, I mean, marijuana is whatever. Yeah, but, but it's when you're getting suspended yeah, for it. True. So you look at this here. Uh, I like I like what the Packers did, and I know a lot of people out there were freaking out that they didn't get a wide receiver. And here's the thing, Rowdy. We're gonna get to it. Brian Gutekunst was asked about round two. So the round two of the NFL draft starts today at 6 o'clock. Brian Gutekunst was asked about getting a wide receiver in round two, 
And he said that they don't, and I quote, necessarily have to do it in round two because there's a lot of value in later rounds as well. So (laughs) I'll get to the comments. Once the green Bay Packers were on the clock and, and started drafting, my phone started getting blown up by like a hundred different people <laughs> on like many different, uh, either socials and, or my actual phone number. Yeah. Just boom, boom. I couldn't even keep up with all the messages trying to message people back. <laughs> and then people are like, Oh, why aren't you getting back to me? I'm like, cause you're one of like a hundred people that are like messaging me right yeah. now. So get in line brother. But it's like the, the Packers people started freaking out once. And the funniest part was there was a lot of people in those messages. Once the first round was over talking about, Oh my God, how could they do that to Aaron Rodgers again? They didn't draft a wide receiver. And I said, well, Hilarious. they still have three picks inside the top 100. Here. Well, they got nine more draft picks. Let's see what they do by the end of round two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my, I mean, my mention started blowing up. I posted a meme because it's so funny to me. Listen, uh, let's see here. I, got, I think Craig listens around this time. Uh, good morning, Craig. I had, I had a, a meme. It was um, it was the one of James Franco's like on the uh, the hangman's row there, and he's there with a noose around his neck, and there's a guy crying his eyes out, just about to get hung. And it said people who thought the Packers would take a wide receiver in the first round, and then there's James Franco looking at him all smug. It's like ah, oh, first time, eh? That, that, listen. Did I? And Craig had mentioned. Uh, he said, "Ebo, weren't you on that wagon of getting a receiver in the first round?" He said, we're here to win Super Bowls, not fantasy football titles and pad number 12 stats. Uh, I would have liked for the Packers to potentially get a wide receiver, but I knew in my heart of hearts it wasn't going to happen. I knew standing there watching, you know, Roger Goodell come up there uh, and make the, well, by the way, the guy in the first pick, like he had a great speech, but that was a long ass speech waiting for the Packers to get their first. You know pick. who else? You know who else had a really long one where it was like get get to the yeah, pick like, already? Yeah, let's go. It was the Tony Gonzalez. Oh my god, Amazon I know. Football with like Austin Eckler. Like, up let's there. go, dude. Like so. Anyways, what I was saying is like, like Craig and a couple other guys that said like, weren't you on the wide receiver bandwagon? I would have liked it, but if you were listening to the show and then when I was doing the Bill Michaels show, I said Packers aren't doing it. The Packers are not getting a wide receiver in the first round. So don't set yourself up for disappointment here for all of the brilliant minds out there in this beautiful world of ours with the first pick in the first round of the beautiful mind draft Ebo selects Dave Essler Dave good morning good morning how are you how's it feel to be a first round selection Dave um I don't know I probably feels about the same as it does for uh for a guy like Cole Strange out of Chattanooga I feel like, Dave, you'd be taken back. If you were selected in the first round of our handicapper draft, you would be taken back since there was no team visits with your camp yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it would put the aspirations and the expectations too high, and I, I could do nothing but fail. I mean, that's... that's well, Dave, that's, looking at your comps... I'd rather be Mr. Irrelevant. Well, Dave, looking at your comps, I mean, that's why we took you number one. I mean, your strengths were, you know, gambling prowess, but your only one weakness was lack of ball sunning. So that was the one thing that we had a knock on you. You know, I was going to put that on my to-do list this weekend, too. But now, <laughs> there, now, there was some, now, some now, I'm not sure, now I'm not sure because I don't like to be talked into or goaded into anything. Well, we took a flyer on you for the la- even though with the pale balls. We took a flyer Some on scouts you. did question the work ethic with uh, – from time to time, sleeping in and missing practice. I have nothing. Valid, valid point. <laughs> but Dave, a lot of intangibles that we couldn't duplicate with anyone else when it comes to handicapping, so that's why you're number one pick. Dave, what's good, man? Cole Strange. Even Sean McVay was laughing at you guys. Did you see that? Um, Sean McVay should brush some hair. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, would Sean McVay laugh if they didn't win the Super Bowl? Well, Sean McVay is like, we thought Cole Strange would be there for a 100th and 4th pick because they obviously don't pick in the first round. So he was, uh, he was, I don't know if laughing at Bill Belichick or laughing at the no, he, he, was, he, was, he, was, he obviously said he wanted Cole Strange. He thought, well, he also thought a lot of things that were incorrect. <laughs> hey, Dave, do you, when it comes to your gambling prowess. Well, at least we drafted a position of need rather than. You know, I mean, uh, there's lots of teams that probably would like to have had a wide receiver in the first round and then took a couple defensive guys. I don't know any offhand. Hey, 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 mister. 
That's I think what? that's a shot at the Packers and Matt LaFleur. Yes, well, Matt LaFleur, but Brian Gutekunst. Do they, do, they, do they need a wide receiver? Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver, Dave. They could put you exactly. out there. They could put you out there, and you'd be an all-pro, courtesy of Rodgers. No, I don't think so, but I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you take two defensive guys out of Georgia. I mean, I was talking to Nelson, and, you know, taking taking guys in the SEC is never a bad thing because they play so much better competition. There's so much more. <laughs> so, I mean, they do. Face it. They're so much more NFL-ready. I mean, they're already playing against guys that, that are 270 pounds that can run a four four five forty, and and that's just that's just huge. And they're 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 coached by NFL players. I mean, they're they can make an impact right away. Whereas I don't think a a wide receiver from almost anywhere is going to come in, um, and they're not going to replace Devontae Adams. But they're probably not going to make an impact. I mean, I think aside from last year, um, the I think the previous. First round wide receiver that was actually anything of an impact was Amari Cooper seven years ago. So, hey, you know, just one question. Before, just one question before we get into some gambling. What do you think of uh, James White? James White, the running back for the Patriots. Yeah, what do you think of him? Sweet feet. Yeah, sweet feet. The one and only. Like, he could have been like a Super Bowl him. MVP, but Tom Brady was too handsome and took it away from him. What do you think of James White? I like James White. Well, you're welcome for him from the Wisconsin product. That is James White, well, sweet I mean, feet, I, Mr. Eschler. I texted Nelson right before I went to bed last night. It was a little bit before the Packers picked. And <laughs> I said, with the 28th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Jack Cohn, quarterback, Notre Dame. <laughs> I, had, I had to. Did you respond, Rowdy? Yeah, I said if, if they did make that pick, I would go to Green Bay myself and fire Gutekunst. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Dave, you should have came back with the James White and said, yeah, he might have came from your Badgers, but don't forget, he went to St. Thomas Aquinas, Florida. Oh, well, you know, I, we don't have all day here. No, we don't. <laughs> so, Dave, let's get to it. Do you do any? Yeah. Uh, can, we, can, we, can we pick on the Brewers while we're here? Oh, you mean the team that just swept the Pirates first place in the NL yeah. Central? Of course we you can. Mean the, the, the team who has exactly six of their 12 wins against the Pirates and who 42% 42 of the season has scored three runs or less. They they don't ask how. They just guess how many. And right now, how many is 13-7, first place of the NL Central. Got the Cubs coming up tonight. What do you think? It's a a great thing you guys are in a division that's less than good. Hey, Rowdy Rowdy described the NL Central as the summer of what, Rowdy? It's the slump buster summer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... For real, so For real. good luck, and uh, you know I see the dis- I see the su- late September, early October disappointment already. Dave, I mean we're Wisconsin fans; we are used to stuff like that. Okay, it's like yeah. call, that's like the pot calling the kettle black right now. It's fine. Do you have any? Uh, <laughs> we're 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 hoping as Brewer fans for like a October surprise. Yeah. Yes, Dave. October surprise. So you're cautiously, you're cautiously optimistic. I get it. Every year I say they're going to win, okay? I put myself up on that pedestal. What do you think, though, of the game itself uh, from a gambling eye, Dave? I see the Brewers are favored in this. Uh, what do you think of uh, Brewers-Cubs? Kyle Hendricks versus Adrian Hauser. Um, I don't like Kyle Hendricks, so by default I would take the Brewers. The fact is, the problem is there's so much similarity or familiarity between those two teams. I would probably be better off keeping my money. But, you know, the thing I look at, like, you know, is Adrian Hauser a 135, 140-ish pitcher at home? Yes, probably. So I would probably I would probably take the Brewers. Hey, when you have uh, – obviously the Brewers are struggling to get some runs across the plate, but uh, they were able to beat up on, yes, the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. When you look at a team um, after, in your opinion, for the gambling sense, is hitting contagious? Like, I, I know the Brewers had a couple more hits and runs than all of the other series they have played. But when you see that is hitting contagious, can they move that forward into tonight against a uh, uh, Kyle Hendricks or the Chicago Cubs? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And I've always found the opposite to be more true. Um, when you're not hitting, I think that tends to be pretty contagious. I have a difficult time taking teams that are not hitting because, you know, you don't just turn it on. I, I think the hitting well is, yes, more contagious, especially if it's the whole team because somebody's going to be stepping up or whatnot. But um, it's a good point because I do find teams that, that are not scoring runs that, to, 
you know, thinking that they're all of a sudden going to score runs because, well, they're, they're you know, that's Mike Trout, that's Otani. Well, that doesn't work that way. I think that that is betting on what we call the do theory, and betting on the betting on the do theory is a uh, surefire um, elevator ride to bankruptcy. <laughs> Well, Dave, I don't want to be bankrupt. I want to make money. Is there any other picks in major uh, MLB that you're looking at? They're like, hey, here's a little uh, a little free pick for the boys of over the line. Free? Well, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to use the, the vernacular. I was listening to you on YouTube. I was listening to you on YouTube, your stuff, and it's like, oh, here's Esler's Uncle Dave's free picks today. So I just was, I went with it. Well, then that free pick did win. I, I know, so I asked. Okay, uh, well... And then I'm going to make I'm going to make people gulp. Um, Uh-oh. The, the the Baltimore Orioles in the first five innings and maybe even the game over the Red Sox tonight. The, um, the Orioles. I know, I know. Speaking I know, of a team that is very lackluster with the bats. Okay, but I get that. But ask ask yourself why, <laughs> um, even in Vegas at Circa, Rich Hill and the Red Sox are only minus one twenty seven. Well, I, I mean, that's why I'm glad we have you. Why, Dave? I mean, I'm not sure. Probably because <laughs> they they know what I know that that Baltimore's not that bad. No, actually, actually, that kid Bradish. Um, it's his first start. I, I love uh, guys in that position if they're if they're halfway decent. Um, and this kid, I think he struck out like 122 guys in 100 innings in Triple A. But you know, that's a guy that that Boston has never seen. Um, Boston had to travel from Toronto last night. You know, Rich Hill can't keep throwing that lollipop curveball and get away with it. Um, I don't trust Boston's bullpen. Uh, they performed okay last night, but over the season they haven't. So I'll, I'll probably bet Baltimore for the first five innings at plus money. You know, I think Browder should get through the order one, hopefully two times before um, somebody else happens to take them on. Rich Hill, I, I you know, he cost me a ton of money when he was unbelievable. Different teams, more like, different po- teams. More like poor Hill, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. Well, I mean, you know that, that, that's how I look at a um, you know look at a look at a look at a card. You know, I look at all these high prices. Rich Hill, more you know, like it, poor Hill. Okay, well, is tonight is Adam Wainwright really a 185 pitcher anymore? Um, is Alex Wood, who's probably played on five different teams? really a minus 200 pitcher anymore. You know, those are teams that, you know, and, and looking at that one, you know, Washington, okay, well, they have some decent players left. Sanchez has a little bit left in the tank. The total is only seven and a half, and it might go to seven. You know, why not take the, the, uh, the why not take Washington on the run line at plus one and a half and get, like, you know, 28% of the expected runs for free? We seen Rodney? No, I was just going to say, just uh, jokingly on on why would Rich Hill only be a, a small favorite? Maybe because it's he turns fifty in a couple days. <laughs> I didn't realize he was quite that old, but no, he's. You know, I think he's like forty two or three. Are you guys on a, like a seven second delay or anything? Um, why? <laughs> well, because, because right after I said that, the Westgate in Vegas. Moved uh, the Red Sox from minus 135 down to minus 128. Uh, Dave, we are on a seven-second delay. The reason I asked why is because I thought you were going to drop some choice words or something. Then I had to- <laughs> no, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that intentionally. Because the last time someone asked us that, they then went and swore. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. Which I is fine. I have a dumb button. Like- I have a dumb button. I have a dumb button. It's all good. Hey, uh, no, Dave. I mean, let's DraftKings and Caesars, and let me see if there's any more. Well, Dave, all, Dave all, it's more evidence. All. I say this all the time. It's more evidence that everyone does indeed listen to this show. I mean, it, literally, uh, you said you it. Know. Seven seconds later, they change it. Everyone listens to this uh, show, Dave. It was probably 10 or 12, so the seven seconds delay fits right into my so, time. Again, more evidence everyone listens. Hey, Dave, before I let you go, and, uh, you yeah, know, it's the worst part of it. How did you know? How did you know? How did you know? I don't know. Get out of my mind, it. man. It's like being John Malkovich. You're in my mind. It's being Ebo. Like, you're in my mind. You Dave. don't want to be there. Yeah, it's a di- I dream dirty, Dave. Hey, Dave. I, I, I have no comment. Well, you've seen some of my pictures online. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bucks Celtics, what do you got? Well, I am from Boston. Oh, I'm sorry to they hear that. The, they are the best defensive team. 
in the league without question. Um, the Bucks are, I believe, about um, maybe I got it right here. Actually, they're uh, 13 and 17 against teams that are very good on the defensive side of the ball in the second half. Um, the Celtics are 16 and five in the second half, playing teams with a winning record. Are you, just really prolonging, to... are you prolonging saying that the Celtics are going to win this series? No, I'm not. I, I really, I really think that if I wanted to bet the Celtics, I do not want to lay minus 205 or whatever it was last night. I would, I would bet they have. A, you can bet on on a lot of books. They have the Celtics to win Game One and to win the series at minus 115. That's a lot more palatable. You know, if I like the Bucks, I would just play them on the money line. But I would also think if the Bucks are going to win the series, they're going to probably need to really win this game. And if you guys, if you guys are like true homers, the Bucks to win Game One and the Bucks to win the series is plus three ninety. I'm all that's over it. Better, that's a better deal than 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 plus one sixty or seventy to win the series. I think. And I am a true homer, Dave. Can't say the same for Rowdy, but I am. Well, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to think about this, and I'll text Rowdy at Jack Cohn's landing spot. All right. Feel free to DM me, too, okay? If I, if it's probably, 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 probably Birmingham is a USFL, but let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me think about it. So, that. actually, you're, you're a betting guy, obviously. If you ha- There's NFL props out there. There was one that was offered to me. Now, this wasn't on a book. This was uh, offline by a coworker. Who has a longer career in the NFL, Bailey Zappi or Jack Cohn? Hmm. Um, well, you know, I would, I would, can I wait till after the draft? Because yes, if, if Jack Cohn, if Jack Cohn is um, drafted at all um, to hold the clipboard somewhere, I think you can do that for a very long time. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it after the dust settles for the draft, Mister Essler. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if he if he's drafted by the Packers and you know he's got a couple more years behind Rogers and uh, Love, then yeah, he might he might make a million bucks a year for fifteen years doing nothing. Dave, we're gonna make millions of dollars a year. Listen to your gambling tips, dude. Not an elevator to bankruptcy. No, no, no. An elevator to Easy Street. We love you, Mister Essler. Yeah. We love you, Dave. <laughs> All right, you guys. Good luck. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have a good weekend. Much love. There he is, Dave Essler. Follow him on Twitter, Dave underscore Essler, E-S-S-L-E-R, pregame.com. A lot of Packer fans say they would be in hell with uh, the fact that they did not get a wide receiver in the first round. You and I both like it. I'm going to Zone Madison. See, I, I actually rated their draft. So, and like, we were 87% talking percent say they like the picks. We were talking earlier about how, man, once the Packers got on the clock, just everyone's phone's being blown up. Mm-hmm. I was asked what I would give their grade because I had some people on one side basically telling me that kind of like some of the tweets we had coming in earlier this morning that what the hell are the Packers doing? They're wasting Aaron Rodgers. And then you had other ones that are like, yeah, I actually kind of like this draft. I fall more on that side of the spectrum. I would have given it probably a B plus. Mm-hmm. And, and this is my reasoning. You got two players that you could have argued, especially for Devonte Wyatt, that he was best player available, and both, well, you didn't think he'd be down there that far. No, no. So that's the thing. It's like okay, Quay Walker was on my list. He was actually the the first running back I put on my list for a guy that I would like the Packers to draft. I actually didn't think that they would pull the trigger. I didn't think they would do it just because one, if they were going to do it, I thought oh that'd probably be pick twenty eight. Or if they were trading kind of back and or up into that early second round, maybe I could see it. You even had broadcasters on on all of the channels saying, eh, Quay Walker, maybe a little bit of a reach yeah, I think here. Mel Kuyper's like, da, 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 this is a reach, this is a reach. But I think he scoffed at it, loser. I do think you improve the linebacker position there. I mean, you, you look at how a lot of scouts and experts defined Quay Walker, and a lot of them had him as arguably one of the better uh, linebackers in the draft, which, duh, he was drafted in the first round, right? Yeah. But first like, done since 06. he was a guy that he was known could run sideline to sideline. We know we haven't had a ton of that. Yeah. The, the Packers haven't had a ton of that arguably in, since maybe Nick Barnett. 
And Devondre Campbell gave them that finally for the first time in what felt like forever. And now he said he hoped he wants to prove it wasn't a fluke his uh, year last year. Well, that's, and that's we're all crossing our fingers. That's the thing. We get a five year deal. He gets a five year deal. All of a sudden, the Packers kind of start to hold that inside linebacker position to a, a little bit higher of a standard. And not only do they do that, but they go get Quay Walker, and he's a guy that he can run sideline to sideline. He's very good at diagnosing plays. He also is is pretty good against the run. Where they said that he might struggle a little bit, he'll be average at it, is in uh, coverage, mm-hmm. which if you can run sideline to sideline, hopefully he can learn that he'll be a better cover guy than where he's at. But yeah, there are people talking about how Devondre Campbell was an okay player with the Falcons, but because of scheme fit with Green Bay is what really had him pop off. Yeah. Well, you look at what they've done now at the inside linebacker position. Well, that defense is shored up. You officially have Devondre Campbell for five more years. You now just drafted Quay Walker, and they believe that they can use both of them on the field in Big their time. standard three, four other packages. So now you in you in your mind, you have a, a guy that plays better in your scheme with Devondre Campbell and a guy that you believe was your true first round pick in Quay Walker. Now, but even behind them, you have Chris Barnes this year on the exclusive rights free agent. Chris Barnes has been a serviceable linebacker when forced into action. Totally. Yeah, like, he's been nice. You you don't necessarily want him to be your number one at inside linebacker. But when he's any solid. But he's serviceable, and when he all of a sudden becomes your number three, that's pretty strong. And, and especially because if you want him after next season, you can sign Chris Barnes to a, a restricted free agent deal for relatively cheap next year. Uh, after that, you also have Ty Summers, which we know Ty Summers and we know special teams have been a struggle for Green Bay. Really good special teams player. He's in his last year of his contract. Yeah. If you really wanted to bring him back, it'd be extremely cheap. And then even behind him, you have Isaiah, Isaiah McDuffie, who he was a guy that... Uh, Coming out of Boston College, kind of like that late round, maybe we'll take a flyer on this inside linebacker. He'll play special teams. He's under contract for three more years. This is a this is a linebacker room where if you wanted to, you could keep it intact with all of these guys so, for another two years. And it's a strong it's now become a strong room. If if well, Quay Walker can play, it's a really strong room. And I mean that's the theory, right? I mean you pick number twenty two to get him. And here's looking at the pack the Packers are gonna look a little different coming up here offensively or just as a team in general. So Rob Reich is gonna join us at nine twenty, talk some more green and gold in the draft. But uh Rowdy Look at how short up that defense is. The Packers are going to be a heavy defensive team and then big time on the run. And then we know Aaron Rodgers, the most accurate, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league in all time is going to be able to pop off uh, occasionally. Well, not occasionally when needed. So look at this team, Rowdy run first, heavy defense. That's going to be boding very well of you know going on in the playoffs there when the weather gets cold. And you got Aaron Rodgers as quarterback? Look out, dude. Well, I think with the Wyatt draft pick at, at 28, that was best player available. And it, it also helped sure up a position where you were, you were all right, but you could definitely use some depth. Like you have a pro bowler in Kenny Clark playing on the, the defensive line there. You had Dean Lowry, who's in the last year of his contract, and he's one of those guys where, yeah, they could free up some salary cap space if they extended him. Probably not going to happen. He hasn't been good enough for that, though he's been decent the last couple of years. Probably not going to cut him, maybe after June 1st now, mm. with the acquisition of, of Wyatt, but... I, I, I feel like you'd rather have the depth and pay a little bit more for one more season, but he's gone. And then they brought in Jaron Reed, who has been a guy in the past that's shown that he can play in this league and be a serviceable player. And don't forget that they use draft capital in TJ, a.k.a. Tredaryl Slayton, who showed some flashes. And then now all of a sudden, Jack Heflin at one point was like your, your number four, three, four guy on your line. Yeah. He now all be all of a sudden becomes like the sixth guy on that defensive line. And that that just shows how much deeper all of a sudden this team got at defensive line. And I think it was kind of the best player available with Wyatt and Dean Lowry. We like you. 
Maybe we shouldn't have gave you that long of an extension <laughs> for that much money, but I think this just shows they just drafted his replacement yeah. a year early. Totally. Now he'll kind of be in the mix with Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed for playing yeah. time. But again, you made another position stronger. If you go back and look at all the Green Bay positions, you'd say as of right now, they're pretty set at quarterback. You have the four-time, two-time reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Bow down to greatness. You still currently have Jordan Love, who could be your quarterback of the future in three years. No, thanks. Then at running back, you know you have a good room with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Kylan Hills coming off of that uh, ACL injury, and Patrick Taylor is a pretty solid low-end practice squad running back. We know there's huge question marks at receiver. You're basically bringing back the entire tight end room that you had last year. Yep. But Tunyon should be healthy, you would think. That that room doesn't get any worse. So I, and, and I'm, basically, I'm digging the draft so far. It's it's O line where you just right now the O line is pretty solid. Yeah, especially you just if, need depth. if Neiman can play right tackle, you just need some depth and a, and a couple guys. The defensive line we just talked about got a, a lot better. The inside linebacker position got a lot better. Mm-hmm. You already solidified your cornerback position by bringing back Rasul Douglas, already having Eric Stokes in the draft last year, and Jair Alexander, who you'd have to imagine in the next year is going to get an extension. So they didn't necessarily have to go there. But you have a strong secondary, yep. and for at least one more year, you're going to have really good safety play with Savage totally. and Amos. So, so you're that but but we talk about receiver. There's that we we've been talking about all morning. There's that tier core four guys still on the board available. What if they pass on those? Then all of a sudden, say they take like a a, a brisker out of Penn State, yeah. a really good safety that I actually think is a really good player. If he's there, and say they say they select like a, a brisker and a, a really good offensive lineman that's still available, you would say that again they're patching up yeah, the patching, depth yeah. at offensive line. And all of a sudden they got a guy that a lot of people see as like a chess piece at safety because who knows what happens to Adrian Amos and or totally. Darnell Savage, but you don't have any receivers. I still think that they easily could go get a receiver or two. I mean, there's still some guys out there in free agency. They're not great, but they're old veterans. Yeah. Give us, give me Cole Beasley. But again, there's going to be veterans cut June 1st that Definitely. have some decent, so, and you're going to get them for cheaper. I'm not saying I'm not drafting so, quarter, or a wide receiver, but I I would love to see the reaction right. if they got a safety and or a lineman. Oh, I'd love to see the reaction. You're sitting there with no receiver. Zach, if I was a GM and I had a sports director pick, I would pick choose you with my number one overall selection. One of one, mm. Zach Heilprin, the love mm. of my life. The, my number well, one pick. Good morning, Zach. Why pre- uh, if I was picking introductions uh, and trying to find my number one pick, You'd be number two right there. That'd be probably number two. What about Rowdy? No, 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 no. Like in terms of like how well done the introduction was, like oh. that would be number. Grant obviously would be one, but you would be two. So, man, uh, Rowdy has Rowdy introduced me. Gosh, when I think it was the NCAA tournament that I was out at the NCAA tournament a few years ago, and Rowdy was hosting. I think he, his was pretty good too. So maybe he. I don't know. It's be a tough choice. Probably two or three. I'm okay with uh, being a late sixth-round pick and becoming the GOAT. <laughs> hey, Zach, so uh, Quay Walker, the first pick here for the Green Bay Packers, number 22. No wide receiver, obviously, because then it was Devontae Wyatt, the 28th pick. I absolutely love Brian Gudukins for doing this. Uh, what, what's the inside? What's the skinny here on the inside linebacker that's Quay Walker out of Georgia? Well, I think a lot of people thought that he probably would have been available at pick 28 and, and perhaps a little bit later, but really obviously freakishly athletic and played on a defense. The second, uh, second ranked defense in the country last year. I don't know. Do you know who number one was? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm. All right. So mm. uh, no, no players off that defense, uh, pick. Good trivia, Rowdy. Well done. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, five guys from that, that defense. And yeah, I like, I like Quay. Um, he's obviously, as I said, super athletic. Some, I was reading something about, uh, his pro day and he, uh, the scout said he did some rare <clears throat> and uh, at, at, his, at his pro day. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, is he going to come in and be an impact player right away? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But I think putting him next to Devondre Campbell and it, it gives, as Brian Gutekun said, some of them an ability to play 
two inside linebackers on multiple different packages, whereas I think we saw, you know, Devontae Campbell out there by himself a ton last year, but Quay's athletic ability probably gives them the ability to, to have them both out there at the same time. Now, did Brian, was Brian Gudukunz wearing, like, I, I think if he had Packers gear on, the, the G, the logo, was it green and gold, <laughs> or was it, you know, black and red? Yeah, he loves his Georgia guys, doesn't he? I yeah. think Georgia's becoming the new Iowa for Wisconsin or for uh, Green Bay. Remember, like, they, they usually take Iowa guys almost every draft. Uh, Mike Daniels, Brian Bulaga, Micah Hyde. Like, it, you know, going down the line, it felt like they took Iowa guys all the time. Right now, it's a Georgia run. Eric Stokes, Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. Um, what's the skinny so, on the, Well, he's not really skinny, but what's the skinny on Devontae Wyatt then with the 28th pick? Dude's fast. Uh, ran the fastest 40 by any defense tackle, and I'm sure obviously we're going to see a ton of 40-yard dashes by defense tackles in the NFL, of course. <laughs> but yeah, very explosive. Um it was actually kind of funny. Like they, when he was working out in Arizona, the people that he was working out with, uh, they're like, "Dude, you can't run with the defense lineman anymore. You got to go work with the linebackers when we're doing running drills because you're too fast." Him and his, and and the guy that ended up going, uh, not being the guy that ended up going first, but the guy that went to the uh, was it the Eagles? Jordan Davis. Um, yeah, Jordan Davis, who's even bigger than him and ran just a tenth of a second or less, one hundredth of a second. <laughs> Less uh, slower than him, but yeah, they had to go work them out with the, uh, the linebackers and the safeties because they were just too fast for the guys uh, along the defensive line. But I mean, it's another position of potential need. I don't know if it's a definite need this year, um, but Dean Lowry entering in his final year, and you know, Jaron Reed's on a one-year contract, so um, certainly another big body. And I know Kenny Clark apparently was quite excited because he called <laughs> he called. Uh, why like right away after after the pick was announced so more bodies to a defense that in their front seven that was actually already pretty darn good and getting a lot better uh i should say potentially getting a lot better last night so zach how joining us right now i was up in green bay last night uh, rubbing elbows with everyone up there zach when it comes to wide receivers obviously a lot of packer nation probably pretty upset and we're running a twitter poll at zone madison in fact most people like myself and rowdy included the two defensive uh, players coming in was I know Gudukunst was asked, but what was the temperature and the vibe for of Ryan Gudukunst when asked about you know potentially trading up for a wide receiver or getting a wide receiver? Yeah, I think it was, I think the price probably was a bit too high, and when they started going quickly, right? I mean, it was three guys and four picks uh, there when you had Drake London and then Alave. Or no, it was uh, it, yeah, I mean Drake London. I think went at eighth, and you had Alave or uh, Garrett Wilson go, and then Alave went, and then Jamison Williams, and they're all gone by you know pick twelve. And so I think those four guys were potential guys you would want to trade up for. Aaron Rodgers told us uh, <laughs> that they had grades on six guys uh, in the first round. And the next two, obviously, were um, Jahan Dotson and probably uh, Traylon Burks. I guess we don't know that for sure. But uh, you would think that considering they didn't take any. Uh, I mean, there was none of them were on the board by 22, and so they didn't take one. But um they need help there, don't they? I mean, you can. I mean, you can sit here and say like, yeah, great quality picks with at twenty two and twenty eight. But if and he also said they don't have to take one today. I kind of think they have to take one today, don't you? I mean, I, at some point today, whether it's the second or third round, you have to take someone. And even if you do, there's no guarantee that they're going to make an impact right away. Uh, they, they talked about the success that they've had with second or Rogers did with second and third round picks, and they have, but none of those guys were like huge impact guys as uh, rookies. None had more than forty seven catches as rookies, so. I don't know. It's um, I, you would have liked to have gotten the, an impact player at wide receiver in the first round, just because those guys tend to make an impact. We've seen the last few years in their first first day or their first year, but I guess we'll find out today if they uh, can add something to that. They yeah. need to, obviously. I think. I don't know about you guys. Well, Rowdy, what were you thinking for the, the second round for a wide receiver? Well, it's looking like the next four real impact players that could come in and, and really contribute right away. One's got an ACL in Mechie, and the other three are projected to be late first, early second round picks. Currently, the Packers don't have one of those. They have two later second round picks. Do they package them both? Maybe there's some whispers out there that they get a second round pick for Jordan Love. If it is the Falcons, they do have an early second round pick. I heard that they. I heard this was sixty forty that Jordan Love was going to be traded last night. What what happened with that? Oh, the forty percent hit. Or oh, okay. the sixty percent did. I talked myself into love being gone, but yeah. here, here, uh, here we are. Here we are. Yeah. By the way, sixty four. Uh, Rob Reichel joining us today at nine twenty. So, which of you guys 
which guy do you like there? Out of those four? Yeah. See, I'm I'm a little bit lower on Pickens than most. I'm a little bit higher on Sky Moore than most. I Sky think Moore, great Christian name for a wide Watson, he's the guy with the highest ceiling probably. And Mechie just scares me because of the ACL. If he was fine, I'd obviously be all over him. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Detroit Lions traded up how many uh, traded how many picks to get up and get a guy who's coming off an ACL and James yeah. Williams. Yeah. Lions ACL. also aren't looking to win a Super Bowl next year. Lions are also, Zach, well, the if Lions. The Packers, if the Packers were looking, I mean, it's, I don't know. If, if the Packers are simply focusing on winning the Super Bowl next year with this draft, I don't think they picked the two guys that they were picked last night, right? Like, are those guys going to be the difference makers and you getting over the hump? You gave up 10 points. Uh, I should say you, you scored 10 points in the playoffs. That's, that's your defense, not necessarily the problem. Now, having a dominant defense is, is, is great and fantastic. But you have to score some points, and right now, they well, this might sound a little sacrilegious. That might sound a little sacrilegious here, but I think what the Packers maybe are thinking is uh, we're going to lose maybe a couple more games this season instead of being at home going through Lambeau in the wintertime. We're going to go somewhere with a dome. That way, you know, we're not cold and snowy and we can score some more points. Hey, anyway, it needs to happen with that old man at quarterback. Like, hey. you want to get him in, you want to get him inside, that's fine. Last time they uh, won the Super Bowl, Zach, it was all on the road, baby. It was. And how many of those games were inside on, uh, on that trip? Mm, ATL? Yes. That's it. Uh, so. <laughs> I guess it was obviously, a little cold and snowy in Chicago, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, the da- obviously Dallas is. Yeah, Dallas. I don't think anyone would deny, though, that Aaron Rodgers plays some of his better football on fast tracks in a dome. Of course, but uh, I think you're you're also thinking a lot of what they had at wide receiver when he was playing some of those games. Hey, right Rodgers now, made all of them. Right now, that room is... Bottom, bottom. You telling me that the four-time MVP back to back right now can't make a wide receiver, Zach Heilprin? No, I think he can. Got to actually give him some guys to make, I, though, doesn't? Don't you? I did see a a NFL wide receiver room rankings for like yeah, the that. worst, and I think Green Bay did come in there in the top ten. I want to say they were like seventh. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what some of those other guys, those other teams, did yesterday. I mean. Everyone making plays for wide receivers yesterday. Packers still looking for It's on brand, Zach. 2002, Javon Walker. There it is. Zach, again, though, the number one draft pick of my heart. We love you. We'll keep following along. Zach Hopper on Twitter, madcitysportszone.com. You the man, brother. All right, guys. Thank you. See you, buddy. There is Zach Hopper. The one, the only, Forbes.com, Conley Media, Rob Reichel covering the Green Bay Packers. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning, boys. How's Madison on this lovely Friday? Well, Rowdy and I, I mean, it's Friday. It's the weekend upon us. We got all kinds of good stuff to talk about. I feel like some Packer fans, though, as the song that plays, uh, feeling a little trampled underfoot. Yeah, I'd say it's a mixed bag. Without getting a wide receiver. We got a mixed bag today. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, guys, at, at this point to, to evaluate. And they all are for a couple of years until you see how they play out. But I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I was... I was shocked last night they went in the direction they went. Yeah, I mean, Robbie, I, I listen, as a Packers fan, I've now conditioned myself to think, okay, they're not going to do the wide receiver. It's been since 2002. They're not going to do it. Like, it's, this, this is what it is. Accept it. And then I see everyone on Twitter still freak out over it. And I myself still get surprised when it doesn't happen. Just a little piece of me, you know. So the fact that they didn't get a wide receiver. You were on yesterday, and you did a great article at Forbes.com talking about how they need to go get Chris Olave. And then afterwards, Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show and Brian Gutekunst, you know, at Titletown last night, talking they had like six wide receivers that they had targeted, but all were off the board by pick number 22. How surprised were you that a wide receiver did not fall or the Packers didn't get a wide receiver in the round first round? Well, I wasn't surprised at all, Evo, that 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 these the top six there didn't make it to 22. I mean, you and I talked about that and, and Nelly yesterday as well. The run would start somewhere around 8 to 10, and that's exactly what happened when Atlanta took Drake London at 8 and, and then Wilson went at 10 and the, and the run was on, right? The Saints traded up for a lobby. We said... They were going to go, and they were going to go quick somewhere in that 10 to 20 range. And by 18, Evo, I think when Tennessee took Traylon and Burks, they were gone. And we knew Brian Gutekunst was going to have to give up one of those second-round picks or something else 
Jordan Love or a future pick or whatever it would have turned out to be to work his way up there, you know, into that 12, 13, 14 range and, and get a guy, whatever, you know, one of the, one of those top six wideouts, whether that was Wilson, Olave, Jamison Williams, whoever. And, you know, I, I, I give him credit from, from the standpoint, Evo, that what, what he decided or what he, what he eventually held firm at 22 and didn't move, he didn't reach whatsoever. You know, he took the best player on their board, and we'll find out how that, you know, how that winds up playing out with, with Quay Walker at 22 and then Wyatt later on at 28. The thing that mystifies me, though, Evo, is when, when Rodgers came back this season to Green Bay, um, and, and they were able to work things out to get him back for at least one, probably two more years at least. Um, to me, Evo, it said they were going for it. The window was short. 2022, 2023 were probably your time uh, to, to go and chase the Super Bowl. They kicked all this money with, with all these other contracts down the road, and, and all these bills are going to come due here, Evo, in the, ne- in the next year or two. So if you are actually going for it, don't you beef up the wide receiver position? I, I already thought the defense was top ten level. It might have jumped up to top five last night, Evo. It, it's going to be an outstanding defense. Let's, you know, let, let, let's let's give Green Bay credit for for that. But but Evo, they're they're going to struggle to score points. They're going to struggle to move the ball uh, through the air with this current group of of wide receivers they have. Now maybe the general manager has a couple tricks up his sleeve yet. Where you know tonight he trades a, a two and a future one for a Debo Samuel or a, a DK Metcalf or a, a veteran of some sort. Maybe after the draft he goes out and he signs a Jarvis Landry or or something like that. He almost has to Ebo because if, if if they go to training camp with this current group of wide receivers. I think by about October 15th, the quarterback's going to go postal. <laughs> uh, Rob Reichel joining us right now. Uh, in your art- newest article at Forbes.com, what you, would you publish that at, uh, Robbie? Uh, let's see. This morning, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has, quote, faith in his bosses. Now, this is something that Rodgers did not have much in for Brian Gutekunst until the year that just was. Is Rodgers, in your humble opinion, bought back into the system, even though he doesn't have a true number one now? Like, get inside the, it's like the movie Being John Malkovich. Can you be Aaron Rodgers right now, Robbie, get inside the mind of him? I don't know that anybody could ever come close to getting inside that mind, <laughs> Evo, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. You know, he, he said a few really interesting things, I thought. In, in in that interview with with, with McAfee, you know, he, he he said he trusted the you know the, his current bosses in Green Bay. He said he was surprised by the Adams trade, which, which which I thought was really interesting because you know allegedly the communication has been uh, so terrific between Gutekunst and and Rogers and and Murphy and Lafleur and all all these people over there. So really, in theory, Evo, he should not have been surprised by that trade. They, you know, they allegedly had told him it was all going to come down at some point in time when, when Adams decided he wanted out of Green Bay. Uh, but then the third thing, Evo, that was really interesting is, is they were in constant communication with Rodgers last night. Uh, not Gutekunst so much on the phone, but apparently Lafleur texting him throughout the draft with, with various things that were going on. So you, you, you hearken back, Evo, to two years ago when, when they didn't tell him you know anything about the Jordan Love pick that that was coming and, and where they are today? Uh, you know, yeah, Rogers and the organization are clearly on you know, a, a hundred times better terms than than what they were at this point in in 2020. Um, you know, so 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 that's obviously a positive from from both sides. But but Evo, I, I I just think if you're Aaron Rodgers right now, you're sitting there and you're squirming and, and you're thinking to yourself, how are we going to move the ball through the air uh, against? Let, let's say the Rams, how are they going to move it, you know, uh, through the year uh, against Tampa Bay and, and what's a really good front seven and a solid secondary, how are they going to move the ball, you know, in, in, in the air, uh, it, it, say they see a Buffalo or uh, somebody like that from the AFC, if, if, if they're lucky enough to, to get to a Super Bowl. Uh, with, with this current group of, of Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and, and, and 33-year-old Randall Cobb, who hasn't played a full season in eight years, and, and Amari Rogers, who was dreadful as a rookie. I mean, it, it's not a group of pass catchers, Evo, that, that I would have a whole lot of faith in in doing a whole lot in a big game. Um, Brian Gutekunst clearly thinks higher of the bunch than, than I do or, or maybe anybody else out there does. Um, but, again, I, I just go back to Lance State, Evo, and, and and I really thought the move for Gutekunst was, was to take a one and a two and get himself up there in, in that 10 to 12, 13, 14 range and, and get one of those top three wide receivers 
And and then, then I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far as saying the offense wouldn't have missed a beat yeah. without Devontae Adams, Evo. But but I think by December or January that offense would have been humming around, uh, humming along reasonably nicely, and and they would have been a dynamic team. Maybe come the postseason, they're gonna be dynamic. I think Evo on defense. Offense is going to be the real challenge. Uh, it's going to be a different look for the Packers, right? Really heavy on the D, and then a big, strong run game, and then we'll see what happens, you know, with the air raid. Uh, Robbie, as a whole, though, taking a look at Brian Gutekunst, just first round: Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Jordan Love, Eric Stokes, and now you throw in the likes of uh, who they just got, you know, last night. When you look at um, Devonte Wyatt and. Um, what, what the hell's the guy's name escaping me right now? Boy Walker. Yeah, thank you, Robbie. What do we think as uh, Brian Gutekunst and his first round picks as uh, not so young career, but still a young career as a GM? Well, you know, it's impossible to grade last night until we see these guys play a you know a season or two, and and, and even even the verdict still out slightly, I would say, on Eric Stokes. Although I think that's going to turn out to be a really good pick, but but you give him the benefit of the doubt, Evo, because you know for the most part, like you touched on. Those picks have been, you know, really, really good. I mean, Jair Alexander's in the discussion of the best corners in football. Uh, you, you know how much I like Rashawn Gary. I think he's a rising star and is going to go, you know, to two or three Pro Bowls here in the next three or four I think four I forgot years. Darnell Savage as well. I did not say him. Darnell got Savage Dar- as well. Darnell Savage, who, who I would say has been a serviceable starter, but not, you know, not an above-average starter. You know, people, people are a little bit fooled sometimes. Um, you know, with, with, with Savage, just because he started 49 straight games or, or whatever the number is back there, guys, you know, a three-year starter that he's, that he's been a plug-and-play guy. Um, but but he, he hasn't been an impactful player whatsoever. I'd give that pick a C or a C-plus because um, I, I just think they expected more out of Savage. Um, you know, Jordan Love's obviously up in the air. Eric Stokes is looking like he's going to be a really good corner here for quite some time. Um, last night, guys, I mean, he trusted his board. He, you know, he went. He went defense, and and you know, we're we're going to find out how 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 this all all works out. I mean, with, with, with Walker, that, that there's a ton to like, right? The four five two. He's got ideal size. Um, you can you can stay in two linebacker sets now with with, with him and Campbell. They, they they could be terrific in the middle. And for years, guys, you know, we're looking at a ten fifteen year window where they were dreadful. Um, you know, at, at inside linebacker, you know, that that's going to change here. Uh, moving forward, uh, is it you know? But specifically to Walker, there's a lot of scouts that question his instincts, guys, and that Wonderlick test of nine has to be a concern. Um, let's flip it over to Wyatt, a Wonderlick of eight. I mean, uh, th- 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 there's a lot to worry about here, too, hey, guys. We are, we are at school. We're not here to play school, Robbie. We're here to play football. Yeah, you need a little bit of school though to play football, Evo, at a high, high, high level. You just you you you, you just can't roll out of bed and and not understand the playbook and, and think you're going to have three sacks and eleven tackles or something like that. You know, Walker with the wonderlick of nine, Wyatt with the wonderlick of eight, it adds up to seventeen. I, I you know I'm, I'm thinking five minutes into that wonderlick test, both of you guys could pass seventeen. Um, it's it's not. It, it, it is something they should be concerned about, guys, a, a little bit. And I know they poo-pooed it last night. Wyatt's also got the off-field issues, a couple of arrests. He started out at a junior college because his grades were so dreadful coming out of high school. Now, again, they're outstanding athletes. Walker, the four-five-two. Wyatt, the four-seven-seven. They can run like the wind, guys. Um, you look at that front seven, it's got a chance to be absolutely dynamic. You think of those playmakers guys that they're they're gonna have up front with with Kenny Clark and with with Wyatt and then with the two outside linebackers Gary and, and Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell inside and now Quay Walker joining him inside. We already knew the secondary was loaded, bringing back, you know, the three best corners they've had together in you know probably since the Super Bowl team guys in, in twenty ten and they're very, very solid at safety. So again one of the things, guys, that gets lost from that the 13-10 playoff loss to San Francisco in the divisional round this year is just how unbelievably good the defense was that night. You know, San Francisco, I think, had 12 first downs that night, guys. They, they had 106 passing yards. Now you add two first-round draft picks to that group. It should be a top-five defense. The, the question, written, and, and it's crazy we're going to say this with Aaron Rodgers in what should be a really good running game, but the question still becomes, are they going to be able to score enough points next year um, you know, to, to win 13, 14 games and challenge for championships? 
Well, hopefully, Rob, that they can score enough points and that adds up to more than their opponent. But just to clarify with those more than the Wonderlick scores, too. Just to clarify with those Wonderlick scores, eight and nine adding up to 17 isn't average for the normal NFL player in the low 20s. Correct. The average, I think, for the league. They might just just be bad test takers, Rob. Okay. The average, I think, for the league guys is is 19. I think the average for quarterbacks is 22. So, um, it, those numbers should be concerning. I, I think the lowest I ever remember coming to Green Bay was Brent Fullwood with a four guys back in back in the late eighties. I mean, there's there, 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 there's a lot of correlations to to where these guys score and how their careers pan out. These are numbers people. Hey, these tests you know, are biased. Not poo-poo. There, there, there's a reason they've given this test for the last forty years to these guys because. You know, it, it, it correlates to eventual, you know, success or failure. Yeah, they don't great on the curve, do they? It's certainly something they can overcome. I, I'd i have to go Isn't back and, curve? and look. I I want to say Evo Rashad Geary was a single-digit guy himself. You know, he, he fights this he was, yeah. He's right doing pretty good now. He's, and he's doing just fine. And there's, and there's plenty of stories of guys that have overcome a 7, an 8, to 10, whatever. But there's a lot more stories you know of guys in the single these, these digits there these that careers fail or go you know go in opposite direction of what teams would have thought see rob i agree with you and that was one of the reasonings why i wasn't it well there was many it, there was many reasonings why i wasn't the biggest fan of of rashawn gary but for me it's like okay if your average is roughly in the low 20s and you got someone that scores like a four. To me, I get that there's some low IQ individuals out there. But, but what I'm saying is, if you get like a four, I don't even think you tried. Well, you might have eaten paint chips as a kid. No, you want to know what it honestly is, Nelly? Bias. And, and Bob McGinn wrote this at uh, com, the website he works for today. There were scouts that told him this offseason, some of these guys just flat out can't read. And and, it, and, it, and it's remarkable that you get to 22 years old and, and you get all the way through the school system, you know, inside your hometown, and then you get all the way through a college and you can't read. And and that and that is the case with, with, with some of these guys that score that low, Nelly. And it, it, it's not overly common. I mean, they probably get one out of 100 that pass through or something like that, that, that fall into that category. But there are the occasional guys, and, and that's what it comes down to. They, they just simply can't understand – uh, or, or or wind up reading the questions, Nelly, on that exam. Rob, Man, I find that so hard that they. Uh... Rob, here's what here's what I'm gonna here's what. It's fascinating, isn't it, Nelly? They're just I mean, bad what a, test takers. What a, what a that's all. Colossal breakdown in the system. I was never. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other you know topic and all right. in itself, right? No question. But for me, Rob, I you know I was never the greatest of test takers. You know, I clam up a little bit, I get all sweaty under my armpits, and start freaking out a little bit. Maybe that's all it was. You know, you get in that little room with that number two pencil and some white paper, you just you just start shaking a little bit. Just bad test takers. You won't Google the wonder like today. We'll talk about it next week. I, I would be shocked if you're not in 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 the mid twenties minimum. I'm going to guess you get to at least thirty because some of the questions are as simple as this. You know, eat, uh, a pack of gum costs a dollar ten. Evil buys ten packs of gum. How much does he pay for the gum? Rob, thanks. Uh, I'll, I like the benefit of the doubt though that I'd be in the twenties. I do appreciate that. It's like Billy. Billy has two. How about this? Billy has two packs of gum. He gave away two to his friends. How many packs of gums does Billy have? <laughs> uh, and, and there are a half a dozen questions with that level of, of simplicity, Evo. So that again, you know, just just I I, I, I think the, you know these the, the look like really solid picks on paper, but don't you know don't poo poo those wonder like numbers. They they, they they should be absolutely concerning to people. <laughs> Robbie, uh, good stuff. Uh, you're back at it. Forbes.com. Rob Reichel on Twitter. You have yourself a hell of a weekend with all the drafts and uh, comings and goings of players, Rob. You the man, brother. Thanks for two days in a row. Actually, I talked to you two days yesterday or twice yesterday. Thanks for three <laughs> hits in the 24-hour span. We love you, dude. Well, there's going to be plenty to talk about for you guys come Monday. We'll, 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 see, if they, we'll see if they actually decide to take a wide receiver tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So, I Thanks, kinda, guys. See you, Rob. Good stuff. Oh, yeah, go get your kind of no breakfast. See you, buddy.